This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that song, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. To the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, welcome back. I feel like I haven't done a Prime Show in so long. I did three weeks of Select Start video game podcast, and just a lot of things has been going on in terms of uh, just the holiday season. It is the season, and you know, there's going to be a lot going on. Like I said, it's uh, you know, there's going to be um, a little bit of off and on you know with podcasts as 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 we go into uh the holiday season especially with everything going on this holiday season so you know if i could get one in that's fine uh you know it depends on the news too a lot of the news sometimes isn't newsworthy and i don't also have any topics to talk about but i may have some stuff to talk about in the coming weeks but like i said because of the holiday it's going to you know die down just a little bit going to dilute in, in terms of episodes so but it will always be at least one episode a week, um, you know, as we go on. And there's a lot going on in the gaming world, especially. And speaking of gaming, I had some unfortunate news that I have to report in regards to whether I got a PlayStation 5. I am still without a PlayStation 5, much like many others, apparently. Um, there's only a few who got the golden ticket, the proverbial golden ticket, if you will. And uh, I was not one of them. And one of the reasons being is because this morning, if you're listening to this, I'm recording this on Sunday, the 22nd. So basically, Best Buy, who I just brought a TV from, a really great TV, a phenomenal TV, that Samsung uh, LED uh, 4K, beautiful. Did a good job. Loved Loved the TV. Thought they did great. 
In terms of this PlayStation 5 deal and their restocking, they decided that they were they were not going to tell their customers, the consumer base, the gaming community, as to when these things were restocked. They all we know from word on, you know, from word that we got out from online sites and everything that are keeping tight close with this is that they were gonna sell some more units on the 22nd, which is today. Didn't say what time. So I'm thinking there's a possibility. It, 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 and I hate this because it's so random and it, random and somewhat unfair to some extent. They don't tell you what time it is. And I stayed up last night till midnight into 1, 1 a.m. Just in hopes that they may actually, you know, uh, you know, put it in. And this is one of the same cases. This is what happened last time. Um, unbeknownst to me and many others, they sold this thing at a really crazy time on all these sites, not giving a fair chance for people to actually prep the possible, the possibly actually, I should say, get a, uh, a console. So what happens is I wake up six o'clock in the morning, you know, tell my wife I'm going to, you know, come in and check out what's going on, see what happens. It, it, I, I knew that there was a possibility that they could have starts uh, doing stuff now. Well, in fact, I was kind of right because they did this and they did it at 5 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. I can possibly maybe get if it was on a regular business day because some people do have to wake up but not for that they got to wake up to get their asses up to work and get started now granted this is i'm thinking pre-covid because like everybody you know, a lot of people work at home now and normally when you have to get up to get on the road and go to work you got to wake up at 5 a.m or something like that to get up and you know get prepped now you just get up and go to your computer but you know, even still, I understand if that was a business day, but this is a Sunday at 5 a.m. And with no real alerts as to when they're selling this. And shout out to all the Twitter accounts that, you know, do get shout out when they do it. But who, you know, the majority of people are not going to be up at 5 a.m. So with that said, you know, I'm not mad. I'm not mad because I do recognize what they're doing as far as the way that they're marketing this, the way that they're putting this all, this is all that create hype and hysteria for this console. And the more hype and hysteria that it is for this console, the more acknowledgement that it becomes, the more it tweets, the more, and this is all a ploy to get notice and to get, and, and kudos to them because it, it it is working. You got people who are falling for this. You got people who are, you know, jumping on it. And you also got people who are selling, buying and selling these things for high prices too. And to that, I'm like, no, I don't want it that bad. I'm not buying a PlayStation for a thousand bucks. I'm not spending any more than it is worth. It is not that deep that you have to, and, and, and here's the deal. The only reason why I see people actually wanting to buy a PlayStation 5 that bad to the point that they're gonna buy an upsell version of it it's not even an import I can understand that if it, was, if it was a Japanese import like back in the day I bought a I bought the uh, Japanese Dreamcast because for it and, and there were some substantial reasons for it there were some significant reasons for it I brought that because it was uh it was different from the one in the U.S. 
you won't be able to uh, play games in the U.S. You will only be able to play games in Japan. And they were Japanese games that were available only to them that you may never see the light of day. That's a great reason. This, no. You're going to play not only the same games that everybody else is playing, but you're going to play games that are already on also on the PlayStation 4. You know, a lot of the games that, that are available now are PlayStation 4 games that can be upgradable to the PlayStation 5. So what you're doing is basically you're not playing anything new in terms of uh, game content for the PlayStation 5. You're playing games that will have faster downloading speed, that may have an upgrade in, uh, in, in graphics, you know, from a cosmetic standpoint. But honestly, that's to me is not enough to, to really go out of my way to actually, you know, jump in and get it or rush to get it at least. Um, I, yeah, I want it. Definitely. Without a doubt. Money's in the bank. It'll be there. It's waiting. But I'm not going to go out of my way to do that. It's just it's not that deep from that aspect. And I had to I had to really ask this question. I had to go in and ask this question, you know, in the ACMG Facebook group. I even posted a little gif of um, Issa Rae from Insecure on there. And I asked the question, like, who is really the biggest loser here? And, you know, in, in terms of like um, getting having possession of this or wanting to get this new console. Now, I also add the Xbox Series X to this as well. And I, you know, I, I, who is the biggest loser? Is it the one who sells the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series uh, S for a higher price? When they, you know, they get one for themselves and they buy another one and just to sell it on eBay or whatever for a higher price? Is it the one who buys the game console for a higher price? Or is it the person who doesn't care about the hype and is patient enough to wait it out? Got a few people this morning that chimed in. Um, my man Phil Chu basically said on the ACMG Facebook group said, um, the one who buys the consoles for a higher price. I can't be mad at someone taking advantage of that of an opportunity. The retailers uh, really suck because they should have given uh, to the next. They should have given to, uh, to the next day on uh, turn for pre to turn on pre-orders. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I absolutely agree with that um, to at least give folks a chance. I absolutely agree with that. And you know what? The irony of this, as he says that, the irony of this is that I was actually going to suggest to go to Best Buy to get this console. But the way that they handle these situations, it's turning me off. I normally, I believe the, the PlayStation 4 I got from Best Buy when it first came out. And I got it, I did get it like after the hype was over for the uh, PlayStation uh, 4 back then and I got one when everybody I think got a chance to get their PlayStation 4 I ended up getting it after the hype so I'm doing the same thing this time you know that I did the last time uh same with the same with the Nintendo Switch I think I waited until everybody was down like it's just like eventually everybody it will get in this you know and that's that, that will be that like just for bragging rights and all the stuff now nah. but I feel like I find myself, I, the irony of it, I was trying to avoid going to this Walmart because, you know, it's Walmart. <laughs> Regardless of the great sales, there's always a lot of havoc, but it looks like that there's a huge possibility that I may get it from there. For one thing, they are, they tell you that they're, when they're going to uh, do pre-orders and two, they tell you the time. 
they at least have the consideration. They give you the consideration to get a chance to get a chance to buy it. Even if you lose out, you knew what time it was, you knew what day it was, and you, you know, you just wasn't quick enough. That's fine. But at least give us an opportunity, a fighting chance to do it. And I that I respect. And if it turns out that I get it from Walmart, then so be it. So, uh, but you know, I, I, I definitely agree with, um, with Phil on this. Um, he said a lot of hardcore gamers got shut out. Yes. I'm one of them, which is bad because hardcore gamers are the reason these things sell in the first place. Be, uh, people saying, uh, paying a thousand bucks for a system for their six year olds hurt the industry overall <laughs> and they suck. <laughs> That's funny. Now, um, he may, he brings a very valid point. He absolutely brings a valid point to that. And um, he, I, he hasn't heard about the Best Buy situation, too. <laughs> that kind of plays into it as well. But I, I told him that. But here's, here's my thing with that, too. And um, it, it was it was it's crazy because I told him, basically, one can argue that buying an extra console just to try and upsell someone who is naive, gullible and desperate to buy uh, a console right now that will be commonly stocked in the course of a month or two like like at that point like you'll be able to buy like as many as possible within a couple months so like this is why i'm not really too mad about it and there's no reason to be the first or one of the early ones to get it like people are so entranced with the idea of getting it before christmas time to get that satisfaction i'm not really because i understand what's kind of going on here in, in 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 the sense of how they are marketing this and how they want people to feel they want having the people to feel that feel good moment or feel like they're part of something special. And of course, of two or three months, everybody's going to be a part of the, that special thing. And it's not going to be that special as much as it is, because it's like and then even still, when I get it, it's, it's like or when other people finally get it, too, it's like, what, what do we miss? You know, what do we miss out on that we're not going to be able to do when we finally get it? Nothing. <laughs> that's just commonly it so like you know like i said they you know you got pe the people who are gonna buy those thousand dollar ebay priced you know consoles like naive gullible and desperate to buy a console that is commonly stocked in a course of a month or two just so they can have one shred of acceptance from their friends and peers you know and then when as i typed that I started thinking, I'm like, yeah, you know what, Phil, you may be right on this. <laughs> you may be right on that subject. It, it really is. It's like, it, it's not that bad. If you're, if you're buying it because you want to play it and you want to, you want a whole new experience, that's fine. But guess what? There's the new experiences really won't be until 2021. And by that time, I think majority of gamers will already have it by then. So there is really, really no rush. Are you? I, I want to say that it's really it, no. There really is no rush, but also you shouldn't get really pissed off if you don't get it now, because or even never. Because like one, here's the thing: just be glad you have the money to be able to get it. Be glad, be grateful that you have the money to get, especially with everything going on in 2020 because there are people who cannot get it because they lost their jobs and they lost the opportunities and, and you know even more even worse you know there are gamers out there who are probably not even around because they died of covid for god's sake i mean it's been a bad year and of course this is one of the also reasons why i am not really mad about 
getting, you know, getting it right now. You know, I was talking with um, my man Craig Holland, my dude, one of my one of my uh, one of the coolest dudes on my on the ACMG group. Um, you know, kind of a friend of the family too, uh, in a sense. He actually is pretty much, you know. Um, but you know, he's hardcore. He stays up at night. He, you know, he gets these. He stay. He's like a night owl, as he calls himself, and he gets these um, deals and all the stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm chill. <laughs> I'm chill with this. But here's the thing. He pointed out something is the reason why I'm really not mad about getting it because he he looks out for his family and friends and he said one of them had a rough stretch this year and so he wanted to look out for him and that's awesome that is absolutely awesome so he he went out of his way to try to make sure that he you know the dude got a playstation 5 and that's part of the reason why i'm not really mad about getting a playstation 5 right now like i i'm, I'm not that entitled <laughs> i don't feel that i'm entitled to really have to have it right now and i don't feel butthurt if i don't have it when everybody else does because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be any more popular. Um, it's not gonna get me any more laid <laughs> or paid than I am. I'm not gonna be at the top of the food chain just because I don't have it right now. That's the misconception. That's the illusion that's being put out there right now. Is that like you're among the most like it's, it's really a high school train of thought <laughs> when you really think about it. Um, you know, it's it's like it's like the high school mentality we never really got out of. It's still there for people who are like 40 and up. But, you know, when I thought about it, 2020 has been a cluster of a year for a lot of people um, in terms of, you know, the COVID, uh, the coronavirus, in terms of um, racial inequality and issues of that, you know, in terms of politics, in terms of voting and all that. It's been a rough, hellacious year. And as we go through that, and I'm thinking of this right now, even right now, and I'm looking in my office of all the things that I have done this year and I've been privy to and, I've, and it, I, it's been afforded to me. Like this year was supposed to be an interesting year for um, when it came to like me doing a lot of things with Repop and, you know, the guests and everything. Well, Repop didn't happen because the co because COVID and stuff like that happened. And unfortunately, you know, repop is going through their little situations and issues right now too um and it's, it's just it's been bad for everybody it's been bad for everybody in one way or another and even for me myself you know you know you know, you know economy wise it's been crazy but i will say that throughout 2020 I have had a hell of a year in terms of like what I was able to do and accomplish with this group, with the podcast and everything. I have been blessed with that. The people that I was able to get on, I've gotten more people this year on this show, more guests on this show, more known guests on this show than I've ever had in all the years that I've done this, you know, and I cannot be yeah, I'm I'm friends with people that um, I'm friends with people who are fan or most people are fans of, you know, I'm grateful for that. I am really blessed for that. And the opportunities that I had here is just is just been insane. So I figure there are people out there who don't get these opportunities or aren't afforded these opportunities or been in and been through a lot of hell this year and some point of um, some uh, point of this year. If that means getting 
the opportunity to get their hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series S, and it could be the only thing that really turns this year around for them, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad because I'm not the first one to get it. Because somebody, it, it might actually affect people better than me. Like, if I get it at this point, I have it and I enjoy it. But for somebody else, it's like their years probably went through, they probably went through a lot of hell. And as a gamer, getting this will probably put, you know, a better perspective of their life for at least, you know, a few moments, a, a you know, for the season. You know, I'm, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that at all. So uh, I am more appreciative of this year more than anything. And if I can't get it right now, then, uh, you know, that, that's fine. <laughs> I am not entitled to have everything I want. Um, I, you know, I can't have it all. And yet I am blessed with what I have right now and what I've been able to have. So eventually it will come. But, you know, time just about it's just about time people so ah man we got a show today i digress from all of that we still got some video game news to talk about and we still got some other things to talk about um one of our most iconic shows is back on hulu and we're going to talk about that as well that'd be animaniacs we got all that and much more so folks let's not waste any time let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so before I even get down to what I wrote in my notes, I want to let people know, especially for people my age, you know, in, in the 40s, who actually got HBO Max and used to rock Saturday morning cartoons back in the day who don't own the boomerang network apparently if you dig deep enough you'll find some very interesting things in in hbo max's library for instance the jetsons the flintstones um let me see what else here josie in the pussycast josie in outer space the smurfs are all hidden inside of those still so if you got kids and you want them to really enjoy some old school classic Saturday morning cartoons that we all grow with, all the Hanna Barbera stuff. I haven't seen the Laugh Olympics and all that stuff yet, but I'm, you know, if that's in there, who knows what else is in there? But um, yeah, go in and dig deep because if you want your kids to see what good quality and you know cartoons were, they're all in there. They're all in there. It's awesome. Well, I can't. I can't say the same thing for the Flintstones because I watched a few Flintstone episodes the other day and you know there's some really really outdated things in here right now that will be really kind of questionable in today especially involving how women are depicted <laughs> and it is it is prehistoric times and it is paleolithic times I guess but you know some things you might have to explain to your kids especially if you have daughters in there so let's let's just be glad that they don't have the um old commercials back then with the uh cigarettes with the cigarette ads in there because those are classic <laughs> trust me but i digress we got some news to talk about including some gaming news right now um this is what i missed out on talking about on this past episode of select start because it came out on that day and as i was recording that episode it didn't exactly uh 
premiere until I think during or you know after the fact of me doing that episode. So, uh, just want to give a little bit of thoughts on the Avengers War Room announcement of Kate Bishop expansion. Uh, so the first expansion, which uh, if I'm correct, they were supposed to come out with this a quite a while ago, but they were still fixing a lot of bugs and issues with the game, which was uh, which is very unfortunate. I mean, the, the whole game thing, man it's it's just so bad it is so bad with that game and, and especially while you know spider-man miles morales came out and really really made them look so bad in so many ways because they came out with a game that we wanted in terms of like features and you know uh just story well just i, I can't knock avengers story the, the story mode is hot it's the fact that you can't replay the story mode and they never intended for you to play, replay this story mode. And now they're finding a, a way for you to replay the story mode. It should have been in there from the get-go, just like it was in Miles Morales, just like it was in Kamen Rider and many other games that I played after the fact, uh, after uh, reviewing that game. And it, it's just amazing. It's just amazing that they're trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug of what they've done. But they finally announced that Kate Bishop is coming out, I believe, um, the early December, December 8th or 9th, it's coming out. It looks great. It looks great. The Kate Bishop uh, expansion is great. Uh, fortunately, they do not have the game upgradable to be optimized for the PlayStation 5 just yet. That's another problem. That is another issue right there. Um, so it may, st it'll probably load faster, but it's not going to have the same thing that, you know, Insomniac did. <laughs> Insomniac came in with this thing already prepared for playstation 5 this makes square enix look so bad and crystal dynamics even more look bad because they just you you have a major franchise in your hands and you are failing miserably with how you're prepping things and how you're doing things with that said the kate bishop expansion looks great uh, I like the story that's going on. She's looking for Hawkeye because he's been missing for yada yada. They got it. Um, they're playing right after the events of the story mode. At this point, I almost forget what the story mode is because I have not played. I've played Miles Morales like twice so far. Uh, you know, thank, especially thanks to their new game plus feature that was in there day one. So one of the reasons why I haven't really been in avengers lately is because you don't you can't really do anything in there but play the same modes and everything and it's like why would anybody want to do that why did they try to even make it this is part of the problems with a lot of these companies today is that they don't treat they they, they insult the intelligence of their fan base and then the same thing that that crystal dynamics is doing is the same type of practice that wwe does and 2k games does and it's so insulting to us as if we don't know what's going on it's very transparent and they're just trying to sweep it under us to me that's disrespectful in a lot of ways ea as well run i'll throw them in there too but uh kate is gonna uh, have a bunch of really cool you know uh moves she has a lot of tech moves that allows her to do some teleporting yeah she of course she does the bow and arrow she's an archer like much like uh hawkeye will be and uh it's it's pretty good and then they also announced hawkeye will be the next one after that uh a lot of fans 
are not happy with this because they want the one they want spider-man two they also want black panther and for some reason we didn't get the black panther uh, announcement yet and they were go they claimed that they were going to do that when chadwick boseman passed away but they were going to uh opt out of doing it and um, it's been a few months past since his actual you know passing and i know that they're doing something different with the black panther panther character so i and i think most people are, uh, are aware of this so i don't understand why they i don't know i i just i know that i've given up on that game quite a while ago i probably won't play the game unless at this point unless until the expansion comes out and if they uh, and hopefully by that time they'll have that new game plus uh feature that they claim that they're going to do so we'll see but it's there and i unfortunately i'm not excited at all I, it looks great it looks really good i'm just at this point it's a little bit too little too late it, it really is like whenever i want to really play a, a really great marvel game that actually means something that matters it's going to be spider-man miles morales uh plain and simple so moving on from that we got some we're going back to hbo max because we got some big news of course and um you know a lot of you know because of COVID, a lot of movies have been transitioned into uh rather streaming networks or immediately down for pay-per-view and the latest one the biggest one i should say announced is wonder woman 84 which is coming to theaters and hbo max on the same day and that day ladies and gentlemen is christmas what better way to actually celebrate that holiday than to watch a brand new possibly awesome sequel to a really awesome movie that was wonder woman patty jenkins did a great job on the first one i'm looking forward to seeing what she does on the second um and it's on christmas day if you're a subscriber to hbo max you will be able to watch this for free if you are not i believe they have a sort of like disney plus they have a premiere type of fee that you could pay for um i think it's like 30 bucks to pay for it which is I, honestly it's still worth it it may still be worth it you know had the family along to watch it and they got to make money somehow so um it's unfortunate that we can't see it in theaters and i really would like to see it in theaters but i would like for us to all get our acts together so we can go back out and and make that happen i'm seeing on the news or on twitter that you know people in los angeles are protesting the curfew where why are we acting like such freaking kids and the more we act up the more this is not going to happen like ah I, i've said it before i've ranted about this before on on social media uh, about how we are so entitled right now about how things are and we're not listening to you know the professionals and the scientists out there and now we're it's just basically we're we're in a we're in a country right now where the uncivilized and uneducated is trying to wreak havoc in this world and you know and because of it it's getting worse people are dying more and you know things are happening and the more this happens the more it messes up the economy the more it messes up everything else because people are too selfish to want to care about others well-being i mean that you could say this is a plus but at the same time it may it, it's in a lot of ways it's not um not for the movie industry not for the movie theaters out there who aren't able to get it like our theater has been out out for account out for the count for like quite some time 
it's, it's just sad it's just absolutely absolutely sad so but nonetheless you'll be able to enjoy this in the safety of your own home on christmas day so enjoy it and guarantee we're going to be celebrating that and um reviewing that when it comes out during uh christmas day so uh take get it get ready for it it's, it looks like it's going to be awesome they got a new trailer out on uh hbo max too uh with it on there too so you, we finally get to see what cheetah looks like and such so i'm i'm ready for it it looks like it's going to be awesome uh thoughts on the arrival of the brand new Animaniacs. Steven Spielberg is back in all of its glory and WB brought it back onto Hulu. Hulu brought the rights to it. Let me tell you, the 13 episode series came back with a vengeance. I binge like hell watching all of it. And it is, Oh my God, Animaniacs is the truth, man. I, I, I so enjoyed every bit of it and it didn't, it it never missed a beat. It absolutely never missed a beat here. There's, like I said, it's 13 episodes. If you haven't checked out, it came out Friday, premiere Friday, and all of the, the, the original voices from the show is actually reprising their roles, their roles, I should say, um, in the in this show and they, just like it did before it it doesn't hold back it touches on a lot of uh issue a lot of subjects and pertaining to pop culture and politics and they are fantastic i love the first episode it really the first episode brings out a really big statement it starts with a spoof from uh jurassic park uh has a jeff goldblum looking guy in there um steven spielberg's there uh and the warners come back from you know after all these years but they're coming back 20 some years 20 yeah i think it was like 20 some years after the original um series went down and they don't hide from anything they talk about all the things that has happened since then there's even one little uh section where they meet the new ceo of warner brothers which is now a woman of color taking over as ceo not the old you know uh white guy that used to be there and she has a tablet she's more up to date and they think a tablet yakko and wacko thinks a tablet is actually something that you swallow like a pill so they swallowed the ipad or whatever it was in there and somehow some way that allowed yakko uh yakko to actually get access to the internet in his head and he gets all of these all of these images in his head and one of the images if you really pause it you see and he's in he's in total he's in total fright one of the images that you see if you pause it quick enough is of kanye and trump and you that does that really tells you where they're going with this series and that's exactly what they do all through the series these guys wind up talking about they 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 poke fun at trump a lot in this in this series so if you're a republican or if you're a Trump supporter, or if you, even if you're Fox, a fan of Fox News or a anchor person of Fox News who are a fan of Animaniacs, I really doubt you're gonna be a fan of this series now because they really take it to you, man. They, I mean, if you really were a fan and you're voting for, if you're a Trump supporter or a Republican, you're not gonna like this show. <laughs> I tell you that because they, they go hard. They go really hard and still somehow make it subtly entertaining for kids they don't go it's not like family guy where they just go so in your face there's a ton of innuendos in here which is common to what they do it's very common to what 
Warner Brothers and Animaniacs do is that that wink wink type of thing, but it's a little less subtle than it was before. Um, but they do it in such a classy way. Whereas like if you watch Family Guy, they just put it right in your face and slap you with it. Here it's like we want it to be kid friendly, but you also get the point. There's a lot of really cool scenes where Dot is talking about um, female empowerment in here. It's it's some really awesome things in here. There's even a episode where Kanye, uh, they, they poke fun at Kanye and, and everything that he's gone through and, and done in terms of like his ego. And it goes into a whole rap battle between him and uh, Yakko and everything. You gotta see it if you haven't seen this yet. And of course, Pinky and the Brain is back, and they also go and do some things as well, touch on some situations involving, you know, what's going on in today's society. And it, the show, it, first of all, the show looks fantastic. Um, seeing the characters in HD with the same type of animation, but it looks clear. The line, the line work looks, you know, thinner than it was before. And it, 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 it absolutely does not miss a beat at all. They've done a great job. I, one episode that I do absolutely love. If you're always wondering, if you watch the show and loved all the characters in there, you notice that a lot of the characters from before isn't on here as well. Like, uh, you know, Slappy the Squirrel and Chicken Boo and the, the god the god pigeons or whatever are not in here well they got an episode that really talks about that and covers that and they really really do focus on this and they don't shy away from anything this is absolutely they've they've never stirred away from it and and, and funnier the even funny part they poke fun at themselves it, because it is a warner brothers product and i keep thinking like they make fun of fox a lot in here too and i forgot like they're no longer with Fox. This is not a Fox brand, and Fox is now owned by Disney anyway, so they can kind of take liberties with Fox too, much like Family Guy does, but it's amazing how, what they do. But they poke fun at Warner Brothers in DC as well. Uh, there's one part in there where they make fun of Batman versus Superman, um, Dawn of Justice. It's such a funny way. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just, they're awesome. They Even the first episode really kind of plays on the fact that why are they of, of them coming back out as a reboot and how uh, Hollywood is not has only come out with unoriginal you know concepts and just instead of coming out with original cons, concepts and, and ideas and uh, intellectual properties, they're coming out with just reboots of everything. But they also said they'll take the check at any time too. So you know I, I love this series. I highly recommend if you're a fan of this series, which I know a ton of people our age is, they cater to our, they cater to the old school demographic, but they're also catering to the new age demographic too. So it's giving people a chance to understand why we love this so much. And the people who loved it in the past, it still has everything that we loved about it. So go out of your way, check it out. This is an awesome, awesome series. I hope that they keep going with this. Um, it, it just goes to show that like they it was we needed this we needed this right now so oh man so um switching on to actually some disappointing sad news in the world of uh dc in the world of greg berlanti and the cw black lightning uh cw just announced or uh actually uh, who i forgot who announced it but it was just announced uh ew.com is where i got the source from but it is uh it has been announced that black lightning will end 
after this season four. So not only Supergirl is going to be ending, but Black Lightning is ending as well. The season will end, but it'll introduce a new spinoff. It is believed that is it hasn't. I don't. I know how this. How much this is confirmed, but uh, it was been talks that a spinoff series based on the character Painkiller, uh, played by actor Jordan Calloway, is going to be uh, coming soon as well. So this is going to be interesting. But it's really sad news, and uh, not I, from what I understand, not everybody knew that this was going to end, and including. Well, one of the actresses um, that would be China and McLean, who plays Lightning, the younger daughter of uh, Cress Williams's character, you know Jefferson Pierce. She went on Instagram, very emotional and sad Instagram uh, announcement, talking about how uh, one she was, it, you know, she was unaware that the show was going to end, but two, she was also announcing that she was originally going to be leaving the series anyway like this like season four was going to be her last one because she was moving on i know she's doing a lot of stuff with tyler perry she's back i believe she's back to do the uh the uh you know house of pain series again you know with the with the original cast so which is like this modern day is good times in a sense i i used to watch that show at the, the first few seasons when she was younger and i can't really watch it now because there's a it's always something depressing about that show it really is the modern day good times but you know she's back on the show on there she probably has some other projects that she's going to be working on as well but it just sounded like there was a lot going on behind the scenes as to the reason uh why she was leaving the series but um you know it was just sad to hear that it was really sad to hear she was very emotional um and you know it, you know to to if you want to have a see like a silver lining of this whole thing is that they're ending and i you know a lot of people are saying cancel which it could be the fact but here i here's the thing when they get to end with closure to me that's still a positive because there are a lot of times that there are shows that end that end prematurely and we don't get a chance to actually see the i can name dozens dozens of shows like recently um swamp thing we swamp thing ended on the first season we still don't know if they're gonna do another season of that show they recently showed it on a cw but we don't know to what extent if they're gonna green light it back on the cw if greg berlanti is gonna take it on for that network or whoever's going to take it on for that for that network i thought it was awesome a lot of people who watched it on the dc universe app thought it was awesome uh they just didn't it just felt that it didn't work i mean networks networks are crazy about stuff like this um i'll go again thundercats the new thundercats that i just talked about a while back uh which is on netflix now the old thundercats series and the newer one that we all love that was on cartoon network ended on a cliffhanger they just completely went cold turkey we never got to see real closure of that and it, that to me pissed me off well at least they let them know that this is going to be the final season and now they can rewrite things and kind of work it around it to the point that they can end it on a good note i at least am happy with that they is there's no way they can end this off on a cliffhanger um, along with Black Lightning coming, like I said before, is uh, Supergirl, which was ending on after six seasons as well. Now, with the situation with Supergirl, if you guys know that they 
con they were contracted for only six uh, seasons. Um, Melissa Benoit, uh, I believe, uh, was said to only sign for one for six seasons because she wanted to do other things as well. So, after, you know, after the fact, and they're going to start off with the new Lois and uh, Clark or Superman and uh, Lois series that'll be, you know, kind of taking the baton for this. So I, you know, I'm not really I'm not I'm disappointed in a sense of I really enjoy the series, but I am least happy that they're going to do. And again, there are always times that you may not know. There are people who are just there are people who a lot of times kind of sign off on things as if they understand what's really going on behind the scenes we never know what's going on behind the scenes and what's you know what these contracts are for all we know that they could have all had a four season contract a series with a possibility of an extension uh, it happens we never really know it is there's no uh, unless you're in the know i remember when i had, uh was attending the press uh conference the uh the press uh event with uh, kevin conroy the voice of batman and I asked him the question about that because one of the main questions, and by the way, if anybody's in our ACMG Facebook group, that video, that uh, actual press uh, video that I did with him is on there. It's on, it's, uh, if you go to the uh, announcements page and there, you can also go on talktimelive.com, but it may be harder to, and I, and the sooner or later, I got, like I said, I got to update the exclusives page to add those on to make it easier for people to find those, but you can find it on the announcements page because I never took it off and easily you can scroll down and see all the video interviews I've had and the press interview I had with Kevin Conroy is on there. But if you saw that, one of the questions I asked was that, you know, whether he actually knew that he was going to eventually go on to do not only Batman, the animated series, but also Justice League Unlimited and all these other things from this point on. Was that always been in the plans? And he said no from day one the, from the pilot he he only signed on to do the pilot he only contracted to do the pilot there was no guarantees and he emphasized on that that there was no guarantees that there were going to be any type of um situ situation involving him after the pilot it was just a basic tryout see how it goes if they like him they're going to extend him from there they didn't know how well mark hamill was going to play into that as well they you know these this apparently is a norm so it's just one of these things that like not everybody everybody's going to try to assume like they understand and especially those who are not really in um the industry you know they don't have a sag after membership or whatever you know but you know i know from i know from learning from the people that i interview in here uh, that's how these things go so i have a little bit of merit of understanding that like we really don't know what the hell is going on until we know until we actually get a chance to know so um it's overall nonetheless it's really sad it is really sad i'm, I'm gonna hate to see it go it was really good and it was good from a standpoint of not only showing representation you know to us in the black community but also really not shying away from some hard issues that they were covering in there and it, it really had a, a absolutely insane vibe compared to that of uh the flash and legends of tomorrow arrow all of those and it was awesome so when you got a chance to see a different side of where they were living at which was different from everybody else it was it felt real in comparison and somehow they were managed they managed to get jefferson pierce to be able to assimilate with the rest of the crew 
during uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, which turned out to be phenomenal. So, you know, the misconceptions of being canceled in the series ending is totally different. And I, I kind of, you know, am happy that at least that they're ending it. And to me, in that case, it's not really canceled. <laughs> it's just it's ending. There's a difference. You know, if they would have told them like, at the at the very end before they got it like at least now they can prepare for it so i'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to end it but the other thing too is it's not the end of the world in a sense it, it is for those who actually you know have to find work now but we can watch this stuff again it's it's all on hulu we can always watch it again revisit it, it it's not like it's totally going away and we can still celebrate all that they've done you know i was i give you another example agent carter you know, Haley Atwell did a phenomenal job with that show, and I'm still pissed off that I didn't really get the payoff of seeing her form S.H.I.E.L.D. We never got a chance to see that, but we at least got a chance to see her back with Steve at the end, at Endgame. So they at least kind of gave you somewhat of a, you know, uh, a, you know, payoff from that. But that was another series that I was really mad. All of the series from uh, Netflix, a lot of that got cut off except for you know daredevil i think daredevil was the only one that really kind of didn't get cut off from his legs i think you know um i guess jessica jones kind of did too um both iron fist and uh luke cage got cut off from got their legs cut off before they ever got to uh, walk to the finish line so that's right there i mean at least be happy that they're ending that off or given a chance to end that off right there so um more sad news and the final news that i have for this segment is the death of kirby morrow um he's unfortunately passed away at the age of 47 uh his most notable roles was as goku for, uh during a dbc oceans dub uh tro uh troa from uh, which is one of my favorite characters on Gundam Wing. Uh, Miroku, which is one of my favorite characters on Inuyasha. And he also plays Cyclops in X-Men Evolution, among other voices that he's done in there. He died at the age of 47, uh, insanely young. We still don't know exactly what was the uh, what was his death uh, by... He was a Canadian actor. And uh, uh, let me see if they actually have anything. Uh, actor, dead no still um, as of right now still nothing has been said in regards to how he passed away um but you know thoughts and prayers go out to him he also played in um legos ninjago as well um it's it's really sad he's also played in uh some live action shows too from what i'm reading here but uh no nothing has been said as to the cause of death or whatever but we you know just another unfortunate well talented name among all of the names that we got a chance to see this year um just it's just truly sad uh this is the one of the most kind of depressing things that we had this year was the loss of a lot of great names uh that we all know and, and love throughout our lives so thoughts and uh, prayers rest in peace and thank you for all of the you know great talent that he, he you've done over the years you know you will be missed by many definitely so folks that will do it for what's new in the world of acmg we're going to take a break come back and review new mutants the final x-men movie from the fox era how did it fare we'll find out right after this 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of The New Mutants. This is the final X-Men movie in the Fox era. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about this movie because it went through a lot of hell to get to this point of us being able to watch it. Uh, It wasn't just COVID that really stopped. There was a lot of things that were holding this off from coming out. And COVID did not help this movie come out. And now that it's out and the 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 irony of it being that they are no longer doing x-men movies because fox was acquired by disney and fox is doing away with everything that fox has done with the franchise and in talks of doing their own version to uh mold with the marvel cinematic universe so it is unfortunate that this movie came out and we knew what it was uh Josh Boone, who wrote and directed the movie, um, and co-wrote actually with um, Nate uh, Lee, they they knew what it was, and they just wanted to come out with this to show that you know they they did work on it, they came out with it, and what they were planning to do with it. And we just talked about this in the last segment when we talked about Black Lightning, how I am least happy that they're able to end the series because this one got cut off from the legs like like much many other you know movies and tv shows did you know if you watch this if you had a chance to watch it and you also watch x-men apocalypse you do know that there's a tie between the two so and in a sense that you know there's a connection with that and now we now it all makes sense and where that tie-in was going to even though i was kind of mad that they now are focusing on mr sinister <laughs> after focusing on apocalypse because it was it was supposed to be in the comics it was it was like mr sinister came out before apocalypse with that storyline but you know they did what they did this is their university doing it the way that they want to do it well it it turns out it, it it really uh turns out that it wasn't to be the focus of the dark phoenix like they were because i was wondering like okay what happened with the with the situation involving the excess corp situation they just went all you know all the way to the dark phoenix saga instead and there was no mention of the excess corp well that answers the question with this movie because it was based upon this movie 
so we got to see uh how everything fell on that case this the new mutants was supposed to be action horror it was more action than horror and if they, you know when it comes to trying to did they successfully execute a horror type of film depends on the person for me i didn't feel like I, I there was horror elements in there but it didn't scare me nonetheless the trailer when it came out had me thinking this was going to be a very scary type of situation which was strange for me because i read i used to read the comics back in the day and there was no horror elements in there but i kind of see what they were doing in that sense when I see horror, I guess it means, yeah, you're supposed to be scared, but I wasn't really scared. Or they were going to kill somebody, or there's going to be some mass murders or stuff like that. That stuff scares the hell out of me. Um, this didn't feel that in that necessarily. I mean, it was, it was more CGI-based fright than anything, but it wasn't enough. The other thing I wanted to focus on was the character development because as a fan of the original comic books in the 90s i used to read the new mutants and i read them all the way up leading up to their transition to the x-force squad when they were teaming up with cable when cable took over and that's what i was seeing how this was going to be because you know we saw cable and uh in deadpool 2 and it's somehow there was supposed to be some type of a connection between the two well of course again because of the acquisition of disney that's not going to happen and if any movies that are going to possibly transition into the marvel cinematic universe from the fox universe it's probably going to be deadpool deadpool 2 was so written it was geniusly written because they connected they, the, the way that they for when they broke the fourth wall they did so by also mentioning the marvel cinematic universe and the x-men universe so they can the way that it was written it could easily tie in to anything that was went on during that time i think that was genius so whether they'll do it or not that's a whole nother thing but i guarantee you unfortunately new mutants is not going to be one of them because the way that they wrote this that there was supposed to be a continuation to this and it's not and well looks like we'll possibly never see mr sinister at this point like you can't even even say that this is a spoiler because we all know that there's nothing is going to come of this and that's the sad reality of it so my biggest focus to me was this successful in a sense of getting me to in, enjoy the characters did the characters come off anywhere like what i would imagine they would be from the comics and to that respect i'm gonna say yes they did i i think the strong point of this movie was indeed the characters um you know i read I've read the books when Rain Sinclair was on there, Eliana Rasputin, Sam Gertrude was Cannonball, uh, Danny Moonstar, of course, is in here, and Robert DeCosta, of course, the one and only Sunspot. You know, all of these characters were I was fans of in this. And did they feel like the characters that I've read? I, for me, I felt like they did. Um, I think, um, Maz, uh, what is her name? Um, Mossy Williams from Game of Thrones. She, I thought she did a great job as uh, Ryan Rain Sinclair, um, who is Wolfane, one of my favorites of the. You know, I I love the New Mutants a lot. I really love the characters. I love that they were struggling teenagers trying to find their their way. You know, as they're you know maturing into mutants, and the X Men was supposed to be the ones helping them. And I love the fact that in this movie, from a story standpoint, that they were made to believe that they were being trained to work with the x-men 
and that wasn't the case as we figure out later on in the series that they learn is that they're not in there for the x-men they're in for a whole nother thing so um anna T uh anya teller joy who we all know from split from uh glass and recently from the netflix series um that she is in i forgot uh, i forgot the name of the uh is it netflix is i think it is netflix um what is it queen uh the queen's gambit you know it's the tv miniseries which has gotten a lot of great reviews on so uh, i knew when i saw her in split and uh glass that she was going to end up being somewhere you know she was going to move on very successfully from there she has um she i thought she did a, i thought she played a pretty good like uh eliana uh rasputin who was the younger daughter uh younger sister i should say of uh peter rasputin aka colossus who we've seen on the x-men series and of course better seen on the uh deadpool series so um i really really i really enjoyed her you know like they their their performances were solid like this whole movie to me was solid the movie like it it didn't the movie didn't blow me away and it all of it it just basically it, it it satisfied me you know it was very watchable uh but the performances i thought was kind of more of the stronger point um because i believe you know uh rain is scottish i thought she pulled it off pretty well for me uh Ileana is russian i thought she pulled it off good enough for me sam gertrude is kind of you know um from the south country played it off well for me and this is the way i you know, imagine danny moonstar also played well robert da costa played the cocky <laughs> very cocky uh you know and, and pugnant dude i thought he pulled it off very well he played he, exactly the way robert da costa is he's a very smug egotistical dude uh pompous dude kind of pretentious at times but he's also a very rich dude so he i thought all the the role the main roles of these guys played off really well uh in here i you know i felt like they did a great job playing these roles that i read through so long it didn't feel like it didn't like they they didn't shy away from making their own deals i felt they were very much in tune with the personas that i read in the books so uh i thought they did good on that note I, I honestly this movie i didn't see anything when i watch a lot of movies based on movies especially that's not done by the marvel cinematic universe i tend to i'll give a great example um venom i i love venom i the comics uh, i love eddie brock the characters i love their in between not once did i feel like venom the movie was any way connected to what i read in the books and it threw me off and it, it disappointed me also he was not to be a anti-hero by any stretch he was nowhere near an anti-hero he was a villain going after spider-man hungry bloodthirsty for spider-man uh hatred of what peter parker has done to him uh in terms of like legitimacy in 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 the uh media world so i to me I, I really couldn't connect to that movie. I connected more with this movie because they at least put in the effort of making each character feel exactly like the way you read them in the book. So uh, to that, Josh, um, Josh Boone and uh, Lee did a really good job 
doing that. Was it the best movie overall in execution? Did it blow me away in the way that it that the Avengers would do or, you know, Spider-Man or Black Panther do? No, it did not. It didn't there by any stretch. Um, it, it, it just didn't. But this one, I feel like it, it's a solid movie for me, um, but not a blow away movie. But is I thought it, if you put this compared to other X-Men movies, this was better than X3 for me. I know that is not really much to say. Um, this was better than The Dark Phoenix. This was better than X-Men Wolverine. Um, not X-Men. No, X-Men Wolverine. X-Men, uh, um, X-Men Origins Wolverine, I should say. Um, this was one of the stronger X-Men movies that are out there. I, I, uh, by the time, I think from the beginning, it kind of throws you off. But as you start gradually watching the movie you may start liking it a little bit more if you go in especially if you go in with an open mind because that's what i did i came in with an open mind on this and i came in not jaded and i think a lot of people do that when uh when they watch movies is that they have this they already come in already with the mindset of hating this film or wanting to hate this film you can't do that you got to have an open mind sometimes. And when you do that, you kind of see things a little bit differently because if you go in with the already thought of hating a movie that you think is automatically going to fail, you're going to sabotage yourself to possibly finding something in there unique enough to like, and it doesn't have to be the best thing in the world to see, but it has to be solid at best, you know, not too good, not too bad, but just watchable and, and, and things make sense. And I think they did, they, they did a pretty good job setting things up i thought the other characters such as uh dr reyes uh played by alice um braga did it she did a good job playing her and the thing with her character is that i knew she was gonna be she was not to be trusted from the get-go uh, you know and you know first of all she plays on the series queen of the south that is not a good <laughs> <laughs> she's she plays a badass in there anyway like a person that you don't trust anyway in that show so like why am i going to trust her in this she plays not so much of a trusting person <laughs> and uh she did so here it's like i knew by the time this was ending i'm like we're gonna find out what she's really about you could tell that she's not really who she pertains to be so you know we'll see and it turns out yeah she's not and she got she she'll she'll get what she's asking for but i like her also i like her um mutant ability too because she has a mutant ability to project really strong force fields so these kids can't go out anywhere and she the whole entire place is monitored i thought what they did was pretty good i don't think it was the best thing in the world overall like like overall like if you're coming in trying to think that this movie is going to be oscar worthy or even i dare i say you know mcu worthy I'm going to say now, don't, don't get your hopes up like that. If you keep your hopes, if you keep your expectations low, you might actually enjoy this a little bit uh, better than you would. And that's what I did. And I think I enjoyed this a little bit better. Like if I, if this ever comes on TV or whatever again, or watchable, like, I don't think this is a DVD worthy, you know, movie to watch. I think this is a rent movie to watch or if it's for a low price of 9.99 or something like it might not be that bad but or if it comes on tv it's worth watching i thought they did a good job on this on this uh sense um and i i think to me all the characters kind of look like the characters of the comic book they they really especially um 
especially uh, Anya, Ray, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who plays Ileana Rasputin. I think that's what that was the big draw for a lot of people was that she at least looked like it, and the special effects and the CGI that they did for her really played to. By the way, I need to mention this too. I was going to be really, really pissed about this. You know, Ileana is also associated with the dragon Lockheed. Throughout the, and I, and I love what they did with this. Throughout the series, throughout the movie, she has this puppet of a dragon in her hand that she plays. And I know, I think they did this on purpose to troll people because they knew people like myself who read the books and like, where's Lockheed and why the, why did they are settling for this puppet? By the time, by the end of this movie, when things start to, you know, when business start to pick up, they give us what we want. And it was awesome. I love what they did with this. I love how they made that happen. So I was not mad at the fact of how they, of what they did at the beginning because it, it paid off really well. And we got to see Lockheed for real. So um, honestly, they, they, they gave us what we want in terms of um, appropriation and accuracy. I thought they did a pretty good job. I've seen movies do way worse that you didn't feel like the actual comic characters and the respects of the comic characters we got to see everything we got to see sam do his uh cannonball explosion in flight we got to see um uh robert da costa you know burst off into some uh spot mode we got to see iliana have the you know gauntlet with the sword and her going into hell we got to see rain turn into a um a wolf and become wolf vein and have all of like they didn't if you put all the the bullet points down of all of the things that you want to see from the new mutants comic in the movie it's actually been put in there and i thought that they did a pretty good job with it um i don't know what else to say it's a solid movie it didn't like i said didn't blow me away we didn't get to see mr sinister unfortunately because <laughs> <laughs> they stopped the cold turkey but um you know if i gotta give this a grade i guess i could give this it wasn't bad it wasn't it was more it was much better it was a much better movie than i thought it was gonna be and i would say for that i would give it a b minus because a b i think a b minus would be appropriate b um b minus in a sense of they kind of gave us what we want in terms of character development and um, in, in that case, in accuracy to the characters. I don't know if I would have went with the horror type of thing to go with it. I don't know. It was just a different feel. It didn't, it didn't hurt it. It didn't help it either. Um, but also the payoff we didn't get the we're not going to get a payoff from this but from this we at least got them making a good attempt this is almost like a glorified fan-made movie in a sense because this does not really have any connection to anything i don't even know if we're going to see these characters ever again but it was what it was worth it was a good movie this could possibly if people get an open mind i think they'll enjoy it a little more so i can give this a b minus at best so there you go if you haven't got a chance to check out this movie go anyway to check it out but do so with an open mind i think you might actually enjoy it if you don't try to compare it to everything else but also if you don't dare you know sabotage your mindset going into it you might actually enjoy it i thought they did pretty good i've seen worse movie comic book movies where it didn't feel like 
any of the comics that we had at all. Folks, that will do it for this edition of the Talk Time Live Prime Show. I want to thank all of our listeners, especially our new listeners who help and support this show. As of last week, uh, episode of Select Started has actually superseded the amount of downloads that we had from our previous episode, which started making record-breaking numbers. And I can't thank everybody enough. I am more than thankful, especially given that this is the week of Thanksgiving. I am more than thankful. I am blessed to have all of you listen to me talk about all of the things that I venture through in the world of our favorite fandom. So thank you for that. Uh, And also give a uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there, you know, and please uh, enjoy the holiday, but also do it very responsibly and safely and especially in terms of our elders and out there. I know we want to do things the way we normally do, but we have to be patient. We have to be responsible. We have to be adults. So please mask up, do everything safe and keep everybody else safe. And, you know, just be thankful for what you have this year more than ever in that, in that respect. Uh, Next week, we will have a Talk Time Live Prime show as I will be reviewing something that just came up on Disney Plus, something that I feel like is very well, um, very, very worthy, ah, messing up my words, very worthy of talking about. Uh, their 616 series just arrived and the first episode alone is worth making a topic about because they covered, a, they put together a really awesome documentary, a one hour documentary I recommend everybody go out of your way and check it out i posted it on the acmg facebook group their first episode talks about the history of japanese spider-man if you have not watched japanese spider-man the sentai uh the super sentai series of uh japanese spider-man you have to go out of your way i will talk about how i first came across this uh back in the day and how i became a fan of this really campy crazy series like this is like the this series is the campy equivalent of the adam west batman but a little bit more dramatic less comedy it wasn't attempted it wasn't attempted to be a comedy totally but you know we saw it and we were like what the hell is going on here <laughs> so they actually made an entire documentary out of it in a one hour a part of their 616 series and i will talk all about it and you have to check this out so that's going to be the subject next week uh, next week along with everything going on in the world of our uh favorite fandoms from that point and maybe i'll have a, a playstation 5 i don't know i don't care i'll eventually get it so we will see from there and uh, of course uh, when it comes to select start there, of course, there will be a new episode, possibly on Friday, uh, definitely more probably Friday than of course Thursday, cause Thursday's Thanksgiving. So that that's not happening, but we will have a new episode and I will be, um, reviewing a uh, Hyrule warriors age of calamity, which I'm playing right now. So we'll be talking about that and other things that is going on in the world of gaming as well. So folks, again, thank you so very much. I am very grateful for you taking the time to be a part of the show and helping it grow. So if you want to check out this uh, episode and all of our episode, don't miss a beat. Uh, subscribe and download to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and of course, Amazon Music. We're anywhere and everywhere you can find us in there. So ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is everywhere you want it to be. Um, you can also check out our episodes on TalkTimeLive.com, including our exclusive interviews uh, with some of the finest in all of anime, comics, movies, and games. I mean, you name it. Actors, you know, game developers, uh, comic artists, producers from Marvel, 
you know, and power, <laughs> I should say now as well. Uh, it, it just, you know, just a slew of great, um, well-known names in the world of our favorite fandom. So please go out of your way to check it out. You could go to the exclusives page of talktimelive.com or you could type in talktimelive.com forward slash exclusives and enjoy all of it. All of it in there. Uh, I, I can't out. It's too many to name at this point. So we got over 50 interviews with some of the best out there. So go out of your way to check it out and enjoy. So folks, that will do it for me. This is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. So this is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out there. Have a great weekend again. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.